0: Welcome to The Doctor's Nutrition Show with Doctors Jim and Janine Fox. Together, they bring over 50 years of combined experience helping people just like you attain better health through interpretation of lab work, nutrition, supplementation, and lifestyle changes. And now, here are The Doctor's Fox with The Doctor's Nutrition Show. Welcome to the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Jim
1: and I'm Dr. Jeanine.
0: And in this show we're going to be talking about how health starts in the gut.
1: Yeah, everybody thinks that you know the gut is just for digestion. Yeah, but that is just not true.
0: No, it's a big fallacy, and I think it's probably one of the biggest uh, misconceptions out there is you know, they think, well, health, you know that starts somewhere else. But actually our whole health starts in our gut. That's the digestion, the absorption of nutrients. You name right, it. Right, because Light if you
1: don't eat, you die. We know that. <laughs> well, that's and true. And <laughs> people are dying from what they eat.
0: You know, they, they truly, well, yeah, I mean, some of them are eating just bad stuff anyhow. But even if you're eating bad stuff, if you don't absorb it very well, you know, you've still got a problem. Uh, one of the problems that we see, everybody that walks in, talks to us, we talk to them over the phone, wherever the, the, the interaction is. We always find that one of the medications they're on, whether it's prescription or over the counter, is some sort of acid blocker.
1: Right, it's being handed out like candy, even to babies today. Yes, I, I, uh, we are it or seeing not, even almost babies. every baby. Literally, you babies. get a little bit of reflux, a little bit of throwing up, which babies have done for years. of time, yeah. Then they put them on an acid reducer, and that right there is messing up their digestive tract. From day, I mean, day one, day month, whatever, whatever. however the old yeah. they are. But there is no doubt. I can't believe every time somebody comes in, it's not even like these babies have severe problems. No. They can have a little mild spitting up, and they get put on acid reducers. And so, and then, you know, all the advertisements that, oh, the best way to get your calcium is through Tums acid reducers. Right. I mean... People are doing it chronically and all over because that's what they see and hear all the time.
0: Right. And if they go to the doc and they complain about anything, uh, you know, if they go to the family physician or whatever, and they complain about, well, you know, I've got this little heartburn or whatever, okay, here, here's an acid blocker, and... You know, if they decide that, well, hey, this is the same thing. You know, I'm I'm paying double for this because it's a prescription. They can go to, go to any drugstore and look at the. I'm over the section. counter now. Well, look at the acid. it's Who, huge. And I mean,
1: it, and if you read the insert that comes with them, right? It all says not for long term use. And yeah, an acid reducer might be okay, very short term. I mean, right. you have a bleeding ulcer. Yes, you want to get rid of the Definitely. acid. You want it to heal. No doubt about it. You, you know, there's times where it's appropriate but the much. majority of the time it is not appropriate right. and it is being like i said handed out handed out like candy it is and when you think i always say to people when they come in and they're on them, what do you have stomach acid for and I they know. all look at you like you're crazy you know why does the body produce stomach acid
0: i know that's it seems like well i guess they've they've never you know right. that and person's so, never really thought
1: about okay, it okay exactly so when they think about it it is to digest your food it also is to kill bacteria exactly. on your food so there's there's reasons for it and there's no question there's been research to show that people that aren't acid reducers tend to get pneumonia more or get sick right. more or get bacteria more they get a lot more illnesses and they actually have a lot of shorter lifespan is what it's so showing, showing on the research um along Which
0: is, with th- that that in itself is enough to make me stop exactly right there, along okay. with nutrient yeah.
1: deficiencies and well, bone yeah. density problems and exactly i mean they are they're linking it to all kinds of problems. So, okay, we know, we've already established that acid reducers are not the way to health. Exactly. Okay? So now we got to talk about what is and exactly. how do you get healthy through the gut. Because if your gut's not healthy, then you're not healthy.
0: Well, you know, this thing goes all the way back. And, and, I, and I mean, we really have to depict it right or to talk about it right. We have to go all the way back to when we're in mom. When we're inside mom's womb, we're sterile. We don't have any particular bacteria or anything in our gut. When we are delivered as babies the first day, in other words, as we come out of mom, that's where the inoculation starts Right. Uh, if we have a vaginal delivery. Now, if we have a cesarean delivery, well, you know, we bypass that step, and there's a lot of the potent uh, probiotics that we missed even at birth. And, right. they're, and they're linking a lot of that now to... The autism and ADD and ADHD and all and that. And even so
1: allergies. They allergies know that it causes so a lot of other problems. When, right. You know, but I mean, some people have to have C-sections. If you don't have to, don't. Right. But some people have to. So you just still have to know. you got to reestablish that bacteria in the baby as soon as they're born since they didn't get
0: Right. Because that's when it starts. They say within, you know, the first 24 to 48 hours after birth. You know, that's when the, the the gut's been inoculated or the digestive system's been inoculated through that delivery. And we start getting that. And then if we breastfeed the baby. Right, that's good too. The breastfeed, because well, when he the baby suckles mom, then what he's getting or she's getting is you know, the bacteria on the skin of mom. Right. Which is again. And we
1: all have bacteria in our skin. Oh, yeah. I mean, people yeah, it would don't like to think of it. And I think people that are too sterile actually have more problems. And I yes. tell people, you know, yes, you want to wash your hands and things like that, but not excessively. Uh, occasionally. occasionally, but not excessively. Because uh, if you don't get exposed to bacteria, then you're not going to have enough bacteria in your gut. And therefore, your overall health is going to suffer for it.
0: Yeah, you have to think about, uh, let's go all the way back to Neanderthal. Uh, how many times do you think Neanderthal used uh, a hand sanitizer?
1: Hey, exactly. I mean,
0: come on. You know, and and Neanderthal made it quite well, and we're here today. So, you know, uh, when we look at this sterile activity that's going on out there, and my God, everybody's using these hand sanitizers and so on, we pick up a lot of, uh, if we don't wash our hands all the time, and let's say that we're, you know, digging around in the dirt and in the garden and stuff like that, you know, we pick up what we call some soil-based organisms. right. Things that aren't necessarily in the food—it's not like what you're going to get in right. say your and they yogurt. don't
1: colonize the way the other ones no, colonize. Don't. But you're getting if you're constantly reintroduced to them, they do actually help the immune system. Right. So let's talk about the immune system.
0: I was going to say we're leading up to this. Okay, you got I mean, all these bugs. What do they do? Seventy percent of your immune is in that gut.
1: Right. Some people think even high as eighty percent. I've heard some. So there's yeah, differences of opinions, but everybody mm-hmm. says pretty much at least, least seventy percent of your right. immune system actually is your probiotics. And so people say, why are probiotics so important? Well, that's why.
0: Well, it starts with that stomach acid because that stomach acid kills a lot of bacteria, but stuff that makes it through that particular environment winds up in the lower part of the digestive system. And that's where the good probiotics or the beneficial bacteria come in and help kill off all the other bad guys. And the good guys establish themselves. And now we've got digestion started.
1: Right. And you have a better immune system exactly now what happens when the immune system gets compromised then you just start getting infection after infection after infection and then what do you take people are all taking a chronically antibiotics, antibiotics
0: which kills and off then everything
1: antibiotics kill all your good bacteria and you're starting over again mm-hmm. and there's some research that say it takes up to two years to reestablish your good bacteria after an antibiotic
0: that that's you know i tell people that and they look at me like doc you have lost your ever-loving mind two years no, I'm just telling you what the research shows, you know, that people that just take a uh, an, an antibiotic, you know, go down and i will say you got and the And we're sniffles. talking about
1: getting back up to optimal. I mean, yeah. yes, you can reestablish it, you know, within the first two couple months. I mean, you definitely want to take a good amount of probiotics the well, first few months it. after an right. antibiotic.
0: What they're talking about is you go down and get you an antibiotic uh, for your flu or cold or whatever that you have. You the, know, right, the they're giving
1: it for the flu and they shouldn't because that's a virus. Right. But, but the... That's not go. a subject. That's a whole other
0: yeah, podcast. I mean, hell, that's a whole book. Uh, but anyhow, they, they get you this, uh, pro, this uh, antibiotic. You take it for seven days, 10 days, whatever. Kills off everything pretty much in your gut. And let's say that you don't do anything. Let's say that you're not taking a probiotic. You're just being average Joe America. It's going to take you up to two years, and that's bearing that you don't have to have another antibiotic in the meantime.
1: Right, because people people always come in and say, well, I got sick, I took this antibiotic, and I got over it, and then the next month I got sick again. I'm like, well, that's because you don't have any probiotics. To help your immune system. And so when you you have taken an antibiotic, it lowers your resistance. And yes, it ends up being a chronic problem. And then you stay sick all the time. Exactly. So people are always coming in. And we always say, no question, if you take an antibiotic, make sure you take at least 100 billion colony forming units of probiotics for at least two months afterwards.
0: I, we usually suggest for at least two months, and if it was me, you know, I'd go
1: even higher. I mean, we have right. a 350 billion yeah. probiotic, which is really strong, but it's it for is. stuff like that. It's only a two week course. I mean, there's only you know a 15 day supply in a container, so it's actually a short run course, and you can do that to kind of reestablish, and then you start the the, the lower doses. Okay, which and lower it, we say, but they're still yeah, very still high is. doses.
0: Uh, and there's there's another issue that comes up too with this. You know, like okay, you've taken an antibiotic. Okay, that's one way. How many of you out there have your colonoscopies? Right. Prepping for that colonoscopy pretty
1: well strips just about everything in your gut out. Right, cuz how many times do we hear people say I was fine until I went and did a colonoscopy. I, I didn't I, do I, it because <laughs> I had a problem. I did it because I was doing it preventatively and then they Now have I got
0: a problem. Right. So
1: you always have to reestablish the bacteria. I no just, question.
0: just had one of those uh, last week, a gentleman who had uh, had a, a colonoscopy. He was fine up to that point, but they convinced him to have a colonoscopy. You know, he's about 40-something years old. Well, you really need this thing. Did he have any GI problems? No. Had absolutely no symptoms, but, you know, he needed a, a, a colonoscopy. So he did. Now he's got, you know, he said two weeks out of that thing, he said, man, I've had more digestive problems. I, I mean, everything is wrong. Put him on huge doses of probiotics. Haven't heard another peep out of him. Right. Because yeah. it does make a difference.
1: And it's just not that we're touting probiotics. The, no. medical, the medical groups are actually in the, the hospitals and all the research groups. There is tons coming out on probiotics. They're doing specific research on specific probiotics and how yeah. beneficial they are. We know it affects weight. We know it affects brain function. Right. We know it affects the immune system. So when we say digestion starts at the gut.
0: No, you mean health.
1: I, well, health, I'm sorry. And digestion health, too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, digestion and health starts at the gut. Yeah. When we talk about that, there's no doubt your probiotics are probably one of the biggest reasons.
0: Right. There, there's no doubt. You know that When we talk about the health and it's starting there, uh, obviously digestion is one thing. You know, making sure that that immune system's functioning, that's another thing. You brought up something really interesting. Brain chemistry. Right, yeah. You mean also, I don't need those antidepressants they keep
1: shoving down my throat? Well, no, there's some of the research coming out that <laughs> probiotics help that as well.
0: And they're even talking about
1: probiotics, omega-3, and vitamin D. Yeah, Tons but, of research coming and out on those that group together.
0: They're even talking about linking that with things as like schizophrenia. Yeah. I mean, not just your common garden variety of, oh, okay, I'm a little depressed or down, we're talking about some pretty serious uh, conditions concerning the brain, and it all links back to the gut.
1: Right. And so when you talk about gut health, again, what you eat is number one. We do recommend people eat real food mm-hmm. and more organic because the pesticides and the chemicals that people are getting in the food supply, again, that's a whole nother show in itself. We're not going to get way into it. We're just saying it's better if you can't eat organic. And, you know, people think, well, I haven't taken an antibiotic. If you're eating the meat from the animals that have taken huge amounts of antibiotics, well, right. you're getting trace of antibiotics every time you eat.
0: And if you've ever been to a feedlot where they prep these animals, they'll put them on a feedlot for, you know, three to six weeks. You'll
1: see like th- why they have to give them well, they're, they're sta- Yeah, they're standing
0: <laughs> in manure up to their yes. knees. So the poor animals are standing in, in some of the most unhealthy conditions. I remember one vividly, and uh, you know, olfactory sensory. In other words, the smell is 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 unbelievable. But you drive up within three miles, you could smell the thing. I mean, you could smell it coming. You know, you knew what you were coming up to. And when you think about those poor animals standing there, yeah, they have to give them antibiotics. It's pathetic, but that's what they have to do. And then, of course, you're eating those antibiotics. Right. Well, now we've got all those antibiotics in our gut. And another thing that happens too, you know, we talk about packaged processed foods and how bad they are. Well, we you know, it's bad enough having the antibiotics in the meat. They also, if you're eating a lot of packaged processed foods, you're getting a lot of glyphosate, which is basically Roundup.
1: Roundup. Which now, again, like I said, we we have done whole shows on that before. We've
0: done a whole show on that. And we might
1: do another one on there again. On it again. But but like I said, there's so many things that go along with the food. So it's not a show about food supply, but we're just saying the food supply effects digestion it affects the health it affects the gut
0: well it affects it all it's like the old adage you know with computers garbage in garbage out well same thing with your health if you're throwing garbage in you're going to get
1: garbage out and so so, the first rule for food health is to eat good food exactly try to do as organic as possible Mm -hmm. um try to get your meat as organic as possible meat vegetables and, you know, we definitely have always told people lay off of the dairy and the grains right. and kind of closer to paleo right. um, than other diets. Now, another thing, okay, so we've talked about probiotics and how important they are. Right. We've also talked about food and how important that is. Mm-hmm. One other thing that we see, and I think it is affected, most people have a issue with it, is enzymes, the digestive mm-hmm. enzymes. And one of the biggest reasons is when you look for reasons why digestive enzymes are depleted in the body or not made like they should be. One of the main reasons is in stress. Yes. So stress depletes in, or makes your body not produce enzymes properly.
0: Well, the, the, you know, the, the thing about it is when you're under a stressful situation, you know, it's that fight or flight mechanism is kind of, kind of hovering over us. And, you know, we're trying to, you know, our body doesn't know the difference between, you know, a real or a perceived saber-toothed tiger chasing you. So once you get that stress and that cortisol goes up, it shuts down stuff like, you know, digestive enzymes. No, I got to run. Yeah, I mean, so, they're not worried about digestion no, at that it, point. Your that, body
1: is worried about survival, exactly. And so, so much stress. And the other thing is aging. And all we yes. all hope we are aging because if we're not, that's not good. Well, I see, but no, there is no doubt that aging. In, decreases digestive enzymes, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that does decrease with age. And so that's something that we really stress is if you're having a digestive issue, you definitely need to take your digestive enzymes.
0: Right. One of the first things that we usually talk about with a person when they come in complaining of digestive issues, whether it's reflux, GERD, you name it, they got all kinds of acronyms for it. When that happens, one of the first things we talk to them about is what are you eating? Because it could very right. well be that the stuff that you're eating is causing the problem. And it seems like a lot of folks never seem to think about that. Right. Now, if
1: it's not the stuff you're eating. Then you got to dig deeper. It's probably your enzymes. Right. So there's no doubt, probiotics, Mm -hmm. digestive enzymes, Mm -hmm. very important. Mm -hmm. You know, we have quite a few probiotics that are really good. If you go on our website, doctorsnutrition.com. You will see that we have quite a few different probiotics. Now, we have the Flora 50B and we have the Flora 5014, the Flora 2014. Mm -hmm. We have one that's 350 billion. Mm -hmm. And then we have the Chewable for Kids that's even 10 billion Mm -hmm. and it has the enzymes with it. So, and then we have those few adults that can't swallow pills and they usually do the Chewables (laughs) as well.
0: Yeah, we've got those too.
1: So, Uh, we have all those different things. And then on the enzyme front, you know, we have Alzheimer's and DN Enzyme Plus. And then we even have a few other ones from pure encapsulation. So, I mean, right. in always, we tell people, call us. We can help you pick which one which one's right for you. That's right. Because some of them have betaine hydrochloride, which is stomach acid, and some don't. Right. So, like I mentioned before, somebody with an ulcer may want to do the one without the betaine hydrochloride. Oh,
0: exactly. At least will tell Yes. The and one, on
1: babies, right. we definitely do the one without. And mm-hmm. we use digestive enzymes in babies. When we talked about that reflux, that all these babies are being put on you know, Uh, all these acid reducers for. We do use, we have an infant probiotic, Mm -hmm. and then we also have the digestive enzymes that we use. We actually just open it up, put a a little finger in it, stick it in their mouth. Yeah. So, and it really does help the reflux. And it's actually helping their digestion and getting it established and getting it going as opposed to stopping it.
0: Yeah, because one of the problems is if your digestion is not working properly, if you're taking that acid reducer, you know, Jenny brought up the point earlier about, you know, bone density, et cetera. One of the conditions or problems that happens to you is you become nutrient deficient. Right. You don't have enough of the good nutrients. And
1: that's the worst thing you want to do to a baby is start them out nutrient depleted and then affect the brain chemistry by not having the right probiotics. Because like I said, they're finding out the brain and the gut are definitely connected.
0: They're tied. To, uh, so like you can't hand in hand. just
1: think you're affecting that baby's digestion or a person's digestion when you're doing yeah. it. You're affecting their whole body. Exactly. So that's kind of one of the points that we wanted to get across today is how important probiotics digestive enzymes are. That's true. Now, when you have a problem... If you've already had a problem, now we have something called GI essentials. Now, we wanted to tell you a little bit about that because that's more for healing the lining of the intestines.
0: Yeah, that's like if you've right. had now ulcers, those kinds of things. What you really
1: want is do prevention, do right. your digestive enzymes, do your probiotics, don't have a problem. And then you don't need that GI essentials because right. that's not something that everybody needs. It's more right. of your short-term heal the gut, get it back functioning. And then, really, enzymes and probiotics can be very beneficial long-term.
0: They sure can. So
1: the GI essentials just help. I mean, it really does work well. So that's another thing. It's powder. You mix it with some water. You do it on an empty stomach, and it's really good at healing.
0: Right. That's what it's designed for is to heal.
1: Now, we have people that come in that say, you know, I've tried everything. I've done this. I've done that. Mm -hmm. Nothing works. Right. That's when we start doing extra testing. Exactly. Um, We do functional medicine. Um, we can do any of the testing. We don't start with doing every test in the world to begin with because most people can't afford it. Well, and so, it's not kind of expensive. Exactly. Yeah. So we, we do, our approach is to start somewhere, see if it works. If it don't, then you can spend more money.
0: Well, if you can change it, something simple in your diet, like getting rid of grains and getting rid of dairy, and that fixes the problem. And add some
1: digestive enzymes and probiotics. Yeah. Then you don't have to spend...
0: for testing. testing. Because
1: it can get expensive. We have the food allergy or food sensitivity testing by AllCat. But, you know, if you do the big test, which there's different levels of testing and they're on our website, it's like $775. Now, it's a very good test. There was just a study come out of Yale that actually did a double-blind study with AllCat testing Mm -hmm. and showed that there's no doubt that setting up an individual diet using food sensitivities from AllCat did help IBS right, and how many people out there have IBS? everybody? a lot, which is again, digestive issue, a gut problem, a health problem,
0: right. You know, and, and like I say that all cat test is a really good test but it's not our first thing out of the bag no we
1: didn't we uh, always try other things first and then if we have to we do that we can do stool testing I was going to say we stool start, testing yeah, is another too. we start too. testing for yeast and parasites mm-hmm. and overgrowth of even bacteria that should be there but it's an abnormal amount Right. it checks all that it checks your probiotics do you have enough do you have the right kind mm-hmm. I mean we can actually check the immune factors in the gut and mm-hmm. if the, the body's having a, a an inflammatory response Right. Um, there's so many things that you can test nowadays. Um, there's gotten to be some really good advanced specialized testing. Right. Most of your advanced specialized testing is not covered by insurance. Oh, no. So that's why... No, not at all. Yeah, most people go to functional medicine doctors and yes, it's expensive and we do it cheaper than what they recommend, but it still is not the cheapest test you can do. No. So we always recommend to call us for any questions, or if you are interested in doing further testing, because you have tried everything.
0: Right. And thats I was going to say, that's usually when we, when we actually pull out some of these bigger t- or suggest some of these bigger tests, is when, you know, the patient's tried everything. Right. Because I've had people
1: that's come in, and they said, I've spent $15,000 at the doctor's office trying to figure out what's wrong, even yes. on top of what my insurance paid. Well, you know what? It's a whole lot cheaper to do some of this functional medicine testing and see what's going on. Exactly. And get more down to the problem, Instead of just treating the symptom.
0: Exactly. Because symptoms are, are going to be, you know, they're, they're hard to look at a symptom sometimes and tell exactly what's going on. And we can do you know, it. Like and a say, lot of people they, don't
1: realize that we offer that or that that's yeah. available. And it is. Um, all you have to do is call us. And we always, one of the things that we've always done is it is always, there's no charge to talk to a doctor. Right. Whether it be on phone or in the office. Right. And there's three of us there. hmm Myself.
0: You, me, you, oh, you. me, me, who,
1: me? <laughs> me, you, <laughs> and Dr. Bull. Yes. So there are three of us now. So we had to add somebody else because when we got too busy and we couldn't call people back, then we had to get somebody else. Right. And he is very good also. And he he can help you. We can help you. So you just want to give us a call. Right. And you can visit our website, doctorsnutrition.com. And we have social media across the board now. Right. Um, Facebook, of course, is... Got the most information at this time, but we have just started all the other Twitter or Instagram. Oh, yeah. So go Stuff sign up. never
0: heard of before. Go but, sign you know. up,
1: be a follower, and we are putting out who can actually stay healthier and be healthier. Mm-hmm.
0: Good deal. All right. Well, Janine, I, I think we've got quite a bit of information for them to listen to. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, they've got some good information out of it. Hopefully they've got enough that they can take this. And start changing their health for the better. Right. So they can live healthy and be healthy,
1: like exactly. we've always said.
0: Right. So for now, we'll sign off. Thank you for joining us here on uh, the Doctor's Nutrition Show. And check out check out our website at uh, doctorsnutrition.com. Just spell it out, D O C T O R S, and nutrition.com. Thank you again, and we'll see you on the next time. So long and thanks for listening to The Doctor's Nutrition Show with Doctors Jim and Janine Fox. This show is a presentation of DoctorsNutrition.com. Find out more by going online to DoctorsNutritionMedia.com for archives of these shows along with archived Doctors Nutrition TV shows with The Doctor's Fox. You can also call our toll-free customer service number 1-800-824-0194 where there is never a charge to talk to one of our doctors.